Sean, why, why don't we see yours now? Show, show me the idea. Show me what you got. All right. Mine, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, how about those Knicks? How about those Knicks? Hey, how about those Knicks? Hey, how about the Knicks, huh? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back yet again to another episode of TKW Weekly. This week, we had plenty in store for you. So, in the first quarter, we did dish or switch on trading my guy Emmanuel quickly since the talks are happening right now. The second quarter, we talked about the direction of this team as a whole for this season. Third quarter, we addressed your tweets in the community as always. So make sure you tap in with the TKW community, like right now, like join the TKW community. But uh, we talked about RJ, of course, and we talked about the kid jerseys. And in the fourth quarter, we showed you our own design for our own jerseys. So let us know what you think, but be nice to mine, please. But yeah, the Knicks have gotten some calls on Emmanuel quickly from other teams. And that was just a note from our pal Ian Begley over at SNY. Uh, So the Knicks have gotten calls from teams about trades involving guard Emmanuel quickly, which, uh, you know, a lot of fans love, you know, quick and Obi. So that's tough news to hear. But Sean, Danny, are you swishing or dishing the idea that the Knicks should be exploring trade options for Emmanuel quickly? Uh, I am most certainly easily and probably predictably dishing that one. I don't think it really makes sense to trade him because one, even if you don't like Emmanuel quickly like I do, I think that you'd be trading him on like a lower value than what he's actually worth. Um, I don't think you've really maximized his value at all. And beyond that, so beyond the value standpoint, just in the in the mindset of this team in particular, uh, we're seeing less and less minutes and production from Derrick Rose. And so if that's the case, Emmanuel quickly is like the heart of our bench. And so I ask you, what are you going to get in return for Emmanuel quickly? And I think that speaks to both the value and what he is for this team. I don't think you're going to get like, is somebody going to give you a starter? No. Like, are you going to have, what are you going to receive in return? And so I think that you're better off keeping Emmanuel quickly. I don't think you're gonna, if you get a first round pick for him, like, okay, then you're just going to have another first round pick. Um, but at some point, you know, you have to keep the players on the team and develop the talent you have. And I think that he's easily our best bench guard and he can pace our bench unit at the very least and be good in insurance for, you know, the starting lineup. So no, I don't think we should have because I'm definitely dishing that. I totally hear that. And it's going to sound unorthodox at first, but I'm going to switch on this because in my eyes, you always have to do your due diligence, right? You should always be listening. I totally understand where you're coming from, Sean. I don't want to trade Emmanuel quickly, especially right now. I just don't think it's smart. In my eyes, I would like to um, dive deeper into the youth movement. In the long run, I would rather have quickly stay here with us. If it's something that, you know, we could package and make an upgrade, I'd like Rose to be included in that. Um, in a situation like we looked at over the summer with uh, Donovan Mitchell, that is a situation where I would have been, I guess, okay, including Emmanuel quickly in a package. I would have, you know, listen, you got to get a star. So I'm swishing on that because I feel like they should do their due diligence. Should they trade him right now, though? No. I guess it depends on the context. I mean, always does. Um, I'm swishing on the idea not of just quickly but just of moving one of the young players because I think the Knicks are at a point where I think we talk a lot about okay well these guys can only go for stars but that's how we get into trouble this summer where we can't figure something out right Um, even for a star so that kind of creates a sticky situation but I'm kind of of the mind where we just got to upgrade certain things 
you know, if, if there's somebody who could come in, I, not that I'm just going to throw a name out, but not like this person's available, but like, you know, like I'm going to call Bridges, right? Just somebody who's like a high level starter, you know, that you could bonafide count on, whatever. If it was something like that, I wouldn't hate it, but it just depends which team it's going to be because all we heard right. is teams. It's everything's a mystery. And my response to both of you guys is like, you know, the Phoenix Suns are not calling the New York Knicks to, and I'm not saying you're saying Mikael Bridges is available, but Phoenix Suns are not calling Mikael Bridges, calling the Knicks right. to offer their best defender and a guy who's never missed a basketball. Like, you know, when teams are calling you, it's not to give you the upgrade. I think though, the difference is that you should always be listening, right? It's like, um, it's like job hunting. Even if you have the best job, you love your job, you should still always be looking because you never know what's out there. So it's the same thing as picking up the call. You should just always be listening. I want to just use these guys to upgrade. I don't want to find good players who make meaningful contributions. And then it goes in a trade that we don't really get anything back. We did it to, to save some money. That's all that I'm saying. Everybody's got a price, just like we talked about over the summer with the, with the Donovan Mitchell trade. So if the right deal were to come up, but I don't think teams calling, you know, November 12th, you know, 12th, you know, November 10th, mean business, you know, mean serious business. You don't call this early in the season to mean serious business. You probably call it to waste people's time. I wouldn't say we're too far into the season yet, you know, but we finally got into the double digits here. Um, and the early going, you know, a lot, lot of excitement after the wins. We're, we're top four. We're going to, you know, whatever in the East. And every time we lose, uh, the bottom, Tim's got to go, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Sean knows I don't like to panic in the beginning of the year. I like to wait till the about the quarter mark. So for right now, I'm just observing. Uh, but I'm just going to lob it up to uh, Danny first. Where, what is your thoughts right now on, on the general direction of where this, this team has currently constructed? We're not talking about any future moves, anything. Uh, just this team right now, this is the team locked in the, the rest of the year. Like, What do you think and feel about the general direction that we're heading in right now? I'm still even keel. You know, I'm very much like yourself. I like to kind of wait. You know, I, I always say I break it down in the quarters, similar to TK Weekly. Um, I, I like to wait 25 games to really put my foot down and say like this, 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 and this is what I really want to see and that we need to see moving forward. But I feel like we're almost at a point now where it is a little early, but you still can draw too many comparisons from last season, too many um, trends that we've seen continue through these, you know, first, you know, 12, 13 games or so. Uh, and it's just, it's troubling. You know, you've seen some things change from Tibbs, but not things that have had meaningful impact. You know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest thing for me. Um, can the players play a little bit better? Yes. Can they start really, you know, um, committing to each other? Yes. But at the same time, you know, things kind of come from above. To me, like I said, the easiest fix, when you start seeing the energy drain and the other team start going runs, Switch it up, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, put Obi in, put IQ in, you know? Like, a couple games ago in the third quarter, we waited till, like, three minutes or so, um, you know, after the other team went on, like, a 10-point run, and you finally put Quick in. The second you put him in, this guy is running around like a, like a, like a, I don't even know, man. He just was nonstop going after the ball, diving on the, the on the floor for loose balls, being up in people's spaces nonstop, continuing to move his feet, his hands. That's what you need. You know what I'm saying? That is the stuff that, that impacts the game in a meaningful way. And he does it. Obi does it, and I feel like you just need to go to them sooner. Stop relying on guys that are not doing it at that moment. Use the flow of the game to your advantage. You have the ability and the keys to do it, do it. I, I agree on a lot of what you said. Um, I also don't really react too much in the beginning of the year. Um, I think that this team, so I think this team is trending upwards. 
simply because, you know, seeing Quentin Grimes get out there on the floor is encouraging. Um, seeing him, get, you know, scar for that rebound and make the hesitation move and get to the basket around Isaiah Stewart was really nice. And if Quentin Grimes is able to play consistently and not be hurt, this team gets a lot better because a very important member gets off of the court. Evan Fournier being off of the court, him getting out of the starting lineup makes a better team, but him not having any minutes makes us a much better team. Uh, we are doing a good job even in our low moments of beating the teams we're supposed to beat. And as long as we're beating the team we're supposed to beat, we're going to put ourselves in position to be at least somewhat competitive. I'm still pretty confident. But as so, even though I feel like we're trending upward, as Danny was saying, our ceiling is only but so much because of some of the same thing. Some of the things that have kept us down so far are coming from the top down. And so, you know, we know that we're probably not going to get much change or adjustment out of that. Um, I'm very excited. I, I don't think the sky is falling in any way, shape or form. I no, think this is a very capable basketball team. And, you know, we're beating the team. We've been in the past where we've lost games we were supposed to win. So I don't want people to act all uppity and high and mighty about beating the teams we're supposed to because we used to beg for that and we're getting it. So. Mm -hmm. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. Okay, look, New York Jets are back, baby. We have possibly the defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner. I mean, that guy winning looks like the second coming of a young Aaron Donald. I mean, what am I? I'll ignore the quarterback situation for now, but I mean, what am I? What's going on in New York? You had such a great draft that Garrett Wilson is also right there. We're six and three, should be seven and two. That Patriots loss really hurt. Brady Quinn is an idiot. He said we might not have a win by the bye week, and we got six of them today. So these ain't the Jets of our youth. You know what I'm saying? Things have definitely changed, so let's go. We're soaring, flying. There's not a star in heaven that we can't reach. So, we got a couple of tweets, because today's uh, one of today's topics is R.J. Barrett. Uh, today's um, tweets from... Say Mr. This is this is all the name, <laughs> Mr. Kidnap Your Fruit Snug Hip Hip Hop underscore. I can't even see this without my glasses. Let's call I, I love Kidnap Your Fruit Snugs. All right, sorry, man. This is it was getting intense. Man. This is a long, great simple, handle. By simplify, the great simplify handle. the handle. This is too much. All right, I love anyway. It. I love it. Anyway, Mr. Kidnap Your Fruit Snugs. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this RJ performance uh, like this. We'll have you leaning towards building the team around him, but I bet my last dollar there's a 50-50 chance he's going to give you a dud performance in the next game. He's consistently inconsistent, but you try to feel for him. I mean, I I'll, I'll take this one um, just to start. Um, so I don't, I don't panic with Mr. RJ Barrett. I don't do it out of habit. Um, the first year out of bias and out of belief because he was a rookie and I just thought he'd be fine. The second year because it was a slow start and then he eventually got going. And then based on that, we had a hunch last year when he started slow, it was the same thing again. And then when he came out and shot three of 18 against Memphis, it seemed like we were, we were once again going to go that way. However, if I would have told you guys before the year, he's going to be putting up 21, five and a half on 47, 35. I don't think you would have, you would have been upset. I think you would have been like, oh, that's, that's good. That's 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 about what we were hoping for, right? You know, coming into the year, get over 20 again, score pretty well. So it's just a little thing, man. I don't think there's any reason to panic. No, I definitely agree with you, man. I think that you hit it right on the head. Um, you know, he's known to get off to a slow start. Um, you know, usually it's a little bit longer into the season until he gets going. Um, this is a good sign to me that he's starting to get out of that quicker, you know, finding his role, finding uh, where he succeeds best. Uh, listen, the disrespect with RJ is just crazy. 
Uh, and, and it happens every year. People are just so high, so low, so high, so low. It's because of the reactions, right? Everybody's reacting to one thing at a time. When what you got to do is zoom out and look at what he does in a totality type of view and accept what it is for what it is, right? RJ is, he, he's that guy. You know, I, you don't panic. You don't panic. You know exactly what you're getting out of RJ. You look at what he's shown year over year. He's always had steady growth and that's in the numbers. Now you use the eye test and you see what, you, you know, he does game to game. You got to put it together, man. The guy's, he's going to be a star at some point down the road. You saw Jalen Brunson talking about it after the Pistons game. Uh, he has nothing but the utmost faith in RJ in terms of becoming an all-star, in terms of, he said this specifically, leading a franchise. Yeah, man, my thing with it, and it, the conversation about RJ is really weird. The way that Nick stands evaluate RJ is very strange to me. Even this topic of, oh, like it's uh, consistently inconsistent. Oh, next game is going to be bad. Over the past seven games, RJ's playing very well. And he, he's playing pretty consistently. I mean, his worst game is the Brooklyn game where the entire, like that's, I wonder if people watch the game sometimes. The entire team was terrible in Brooklyn. We had no offensive continuity at all. RJ went 5 14, ended up with 16 points. Other than that, he's been scoring up to 20 every night, shooting a high percentage, um, getting to the basket. He's making his free throws more. His jumper's been falling. So what do we mean by consistently? Why, why do people choose the best game of the season for him to say these things? And then in the second half of the season last year, RJ had about 10 of these games. I employ people to look around the league and find a roster with a 22-year-old who can score 30 points on 60% from the field while having five rebounds and five assists and have their fan base complain about it. And I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find that. And I, I wish Nick fans would stop. It's really nasty to me. All right. So for our next community tweet, we have from uh, at Yakatali. Uh, and he says, these are the worst Kith jerseys yet. And the bar is pretty low. Uh, we're just going to go kind of rapid fire here around the horn, but I just want to get, you know, from scale of one to 10 here, uh, how we felt about this kind of third time through with the Kith jerseys and the, and the takeover and the court and everything. So Sean, I'll throw it to you first, you know, one to 10, what do you got? Um, I'm going to give it an 8.5. We we hated the first jerseys when they came out with the NYC token. Hated them. Everybody hated them. Then we get on the court and it's like, oh, these aren't so bad. Now we reflect on them fondly. I thought the jerseys last year were good. I thought they were really, I had nothing bad to say about last year's jerseys. Yeah, I like, I like, yeah, I like that excuse. Yeah, and I like the cityscape on the court. Um, I think it's all good. So I don't really, I, I don't even agree with the low bar comment either. Same. Danny, what about you? One to 10, what do you got? Man, I, I, I think Sean hit it with an eight. Not made it whatsoever. Um, definitely could be worse. So I'm, I'm here for it. I think it was a good job. When they first came out, I would say the mock-ups, I gave them like a 7.5. Whenever they come out and they're with every, all the other jerseys and that big picture, it's always hard to like, you have your first you takes on things. Compare. Yeah. And then when you yeah. when you see them, like how they're supposed to be on players, on the court, it always looks different. You know, about now, after seeing that, you know, live, you know, 8.5. 8. I really liked it. I liked how the blue popped. They like, looked real crisp. So 8.5. On that note, we decided. <laughs> Going right into it. It would, it would be a good idea, you know, to, we got inspired a little bit from the New Jersey's talk. And, you know, as you know, we're, we're artists ourselves. So uh, our, our producer here, Ryan Gray, challenged us to a MS Paint version of creating uh, the Knicks jersey. So for the fourth quarter, we're going to show you what we came up with for that. Uh, it's a pretty interesting. I'm positive I won. I haven't seen anybody's yet, but I'm positive I won. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> let's get bold. right into it. That's a bold take, Cotton. I know that I'm in third place. All right. So just like we did for the kids' jerseys, uh, we're going to go around the horn here. I'm going to ask you guys, you know, one out of ten on our own jersey submissions. Um, I'll go first. You know, I'll 
it's gonna be tough to beat so i might as well just start first but i'll show you mine and uh you know you guys can get your reactions so um okay yeah so what i was thinking for this all right uh, keep it simple you know i like the orange i like the white outline i think that pops nicely but then you need blue and sometimes i don't think we got to go too nuts with all the piping on the side and all the side accents sometimes i think you just need a clean sleek black jersey the blue's got to be a little lighter so it pops um so that's what i did there you know i just gave you the traditional orange and white uh numbers with the outline and then i gave you just straight blue on the sides you know white check to keep it nice and crisp i personally would give myself a I don't want to be dramatic, but I would get like an 8.7 out of 10, something like that. I mean, that's what that's what I would give myself. I, I like it. I think it's simple. I, first of all, I'm big on simple. Simple works. Uh, out of 10, I'd have to give it... At least an I'd eight. Have to, I, honestly, I was going to say an 8. You know, the, all jokes aside, I got to say it's about an 8. I feel like maybe it's missing one or two things, but that's just my creative, uh, you know, wheels spinning over here. But I'm going with an 8. Sean, what are you thinking, man? Sean, what do you got for me? Um, so I like this. I like the design. I like it's, it's simple. If I didn't participate in this, I'd give you an eight. As a participant, <laughs> I'm going to give you a seven and a half because I started to make a black jersey and I was like, mm, we've had three straight black jerseys. Like how different can a black jersey get? And on top of that, just the fact that like there's going to be no uh, based on how this jersey looks, there's going to be no correspondence with the shorts, like, you know, where the lines are going down on the shorts as well. I think that's important for a jersey. Sean, why, why don't we see yours now? Show, show me the idea. Show me what you got. All right. Mine, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, oh, mine man. is mine is really bad. Um, I'm it, also not Washington good at these. The, I was going for the bullets. That's what I was going for. Okay. I was, I I was trying it. to do something different with it. the design. You know, I, mean, I think we could come out with a pretty cool jersey. I just couldn't paint it. Yeah, I give I, you I, I give you a... A six, uh, I it, almost entirely off the the idea because I think it, you're right. I think it was good to try something different. I think it was good to go big like that. So I could definitely give you most, pretty much all the points for the idea and what you were trying to go for. Oh man, um, I want to say it's a seven. I, I like the the ideas behind it. I, the execution, I think you're right, Sal. It's just a little off. I do like the ideas behind it. So that's what raised the score. If if it didn't have great ideas behind it, I'd probably give like a six. Uh, <laughs> boom. That's that's exactly right. I, I also like you both that. went with nine. You know what I'm saying? That's not the vibes. I, I was know, going synergy. I, I screwed that up to to make uh, it across well, the board. Well, let, let's see yours then. So, Danny, please present us uh, to the to the viewers' ears. Oh. Oh, oh wow! Oh, okay. Little razzle oh. dazzle, huh? Yeah, I got the TKW sponsorship wow. on there. Yeah, got wow. him, bro. Got him. So I went with white just because I feel like there's not enough great white jerseys. You know what I mean? Like the one that we had last year. Um, that one was just, it was, it was excellent. You know what I mean? It was plain white, right? Just blue lettering. It just popped, and I thought the simple was great. I figured let me kind of stick to that on a scale of out of a 10. Man, that's kind of tough. Though. I, I got to say, I would probably throw like an eight, eight and a half somewhere around there. So I, I'm going to I'll be the one to come in and burst the bubble. Uh, I give you seven. Uh, not like cool. I'm trying to be overly hard or anything. Um, I, I like the idea. I like the number font uh, specifically. Um, I think the two fonts just throws me the wrong way for the the letters i do get the general vibe you're going for but like seven seven point five for me like thought it was a good idea i see how you're trying to be a little classy with it i see it's a white jersey i see the idea but a couple little things for me just you know um i like the lettering i mean i like the number font 
Um, I do think the two different fonts between New York and Knicks are a little off. Um, I think this would have been even better if the Knicks font was just the New York font. Like if that, like if the mm -hmm. font the Knicks is in, if New York was in that font and it was just New York, I think this would be super tough. No yeah, problem. I would given a nine, I think. What happened? I said I think I would have given like a, like an eight and a half, nine. Yeah, just because, now I'm seeing it. If you just use that, even if it said just Knicks like that or just New York, I think either way I would have liked that a little bit more. It was a good font. I yeah. just didn't like the double font. So as a non-participant, this gets an eight from me. I'm, I think it's the same thing I said to Kyle. As a non-participant, this gets an eight. <laughs> as a participant, this gets a seven and a half um, because I really struggled to color. Um, it was really difficult. <laughs> it was. It was. It was, it, so it was not you easy. You got to. <laughs> you did not have to color, <laughs> and so seven and a half. But I like the concept though. <laughs>